Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You know, back in the... 90s when I was working in an office I could have very much have gotten a you me too against me oh wow because yeah. I was constantly going to say UTI <laughs> I was constantly saying to my coworkers, oh my gosh look at Bill's penis under the table right now in his pants and then oh. she'd drop a pin and look and then we'd all oh break out God. laughing Welcome to Divorce Party. I'm Monica Casey here with Tom Arnold, and this is part two of Lee Keckner's My Husband. We're going to find out more about what Lee does and how you can connect with her. We had a birthday yesterday, Quid's birthday, and uh, she had one meltdown. Where she asked me, uh, we were in there playing this game. She's like, I would like uh, uh, sprinkles. I go, okay. Okay, uh, well, sprinkles, uh, uh, red velvet. Okay, okay, I'll get to so I order up four sprinkles, red velvet. They come, she comes in, opens the box, it has her name on it. I wrote Quinn eight, had them put that. She goes, Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like the, the name on it. I go, Oh, okay, well, well, you eat around it or something. She goes, No, no, I'm not eating it. You have to, you have to order me more. And I said, Oh my god, no, honey, daddy works very hard for the money and uh, for his money. And I love you, but I'm not gonna, uh, and then she goes, I, I need some privacy. <laughs> oh no. And then uh, uh, Sasha was here, she goes, what's going on? I go, well, I think she might've had too much sugar at her breakfast cake that we had. We had a breakfast, uh, uh, you know, ice cream cake <laughs> she wanted. So she's a little, but then, uh, but then, Sasha went and talked to her, and then she came in and apologized. Five-minute thing. 
came in and apologized, and then uh, she did, right. I noticed, eat one of the cupcakes. Her brother had no problem. Like, he'll, uh, I, in fact, I ordered them separate, so he didn't touch her stuff. Saw this one day. But, um, you know, she was, and then, you know, I think she'd been to Disneyland on Sunday. Oh, with my her God. Fred, and she went, She came in. When I picked her up in the morning, she was, like, exhausted. But she slept. Yeah, she hours, needed a reset. Up, I last. I last. Walk and live. It's like, hi, Dad. Okay. So, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it was, but it was a brief. It was a brief. And then after uh, she came out, and said, I came back in the bedroom. She's in my room. And she's like, you can lay down. You can lay down. I mean, okay. Okay. I'll do that. But I also, I like how I handle it. Like, hon, um, I just, I, I think I've got you everything here. And uh, I just don't want, want to, I don't want to uh, order another uh, thing. And, uh, but I think, you know, sometimes uh, yeah. I notice this with her. She wants to put me, yeah. she wants to see how far, how many times I'm going to say yes. Cause it's a lot. I do say yes a lot, but Every once in a while, she has a thing, and you know, I got her a, a, a thing for her uh, shed that says uh, uh, something about a, a ray of sunshine with a little bit of hurricane, whatever. And it really describes yeah. her personality. But I, you know, it always—it's hard because not, we're so good it. to them. I can feel and her doing every it. now and like again. It's like, are you and, fucking with me? And, uh, like, you know, it's I... not horrible. It's just like. Like last yeah, night, yeah. I had the longest day ever. And uh, hi, yeah. we're just talking really like quick about how our kids that we're so good yeah. to sometimes fuck with us. And we say, yes, we do everything for them. And last night, her energy was through the roof because her cousins are coming today. And she just, you know, was just so overly like just you know, wild and, and, you know, she's just getting over being sick. And then she does this thing when she wants to fuck with me where she hits my tits. She just like taps, she like plays the drums on my boobs. And I'm just, <laughs> and I just looked at her and I go, do not touch me right that now. Like I just, so it's the funniest. She loves to play oh. the bongos on my tits. Yeah. On my tits. That's original. You know, I used to, when I was at, when in seventh grade, I'd never seen a woman naked. I had a dad, single dad. And so I, by the time I got seventh grade, I was obsessed with tits. Like, uh, accidentally bumping into tits. <laughs> oh my God, were you like John Candy and Splash where you'd like drop change and like- uh, I had not, but I had it. See, that, that reminds me of a funny thing with, uh, but he's played his game, he can't hear, but okay. a long time, about three years ago, two years ago, Sasha, I, she was in the living room with the kids, all of a sudden I hear, Jack, stab it. And she got marched into my room. I go, what's up? She goes, well, I, he was uh, looking under, I'm sitting on the couch with him, he was looking at my dress, uh, uh, and uh, I don't have underwear on. I go, what? Of, co of course he's looking up here. Why don't you have underwear on? What was? <laughs> of course he's <laughs> down. You can't help it if you're a boy. You know, you're. You start. Oh, he's laying on the ground. Then he's looking. Of course. And she goes, Oh, that's true. And I go, Hey. <laughs> let me, let me I love. I love that Tom's response wasn't. I can't believe he did that to you all. Uh, it's your fault. He was like, why the hell are you yeah. wearing underwear? Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's gray like, sweatpants yeah. season, you guys. This is the season where people wear the gray sweatpants and you see the whole enchilada. And a lot of times when men don't have underwear on and they have kind of sweatpants where you can see their penis, yeah. sometimes I want to say, 
might want to make a, next, a different choice next time and put on some underwear because that's not a great site. Or yeah. it took me a long time to try to find it and they're flopping around. Yeah. Well, you know, if it flops around, they, they're proud. You know, you get proud. <clears throat> Mine doesn't flop around, but if I had a flop around one, I, I, <laughs> so my uncle Bob, he, he uh, was a nudist, great guy, nudist, and then he wore bike pants a lot. And it wasn't his piece, it was his nutsack, which hung down like about to the I'm going to throw up about Uncle Bob. Yeah. Horse nuts. Oh, he was the best. But well, imagine those nuts if you sit on the toilet, they touch the water. Tom has a, something to tell us, I think. Yeah, uh, uh, this uh, last weekend, I uh, it's been it's been six and a half years since I you know, and I did. I was at to uh, this young lady uh, went to much younger than me, but like appropriate, like an adult, uh, went to uh, flew up to Buffalo to see me perform on her own. She bought. I met her in Tampa, and she, she's very she's funny and she's cool. She's got two kids, same, similar age. Tom had sex. Yeah, I did. Before you talk, it wasn't as scary as I thought. It was. I mean, she just makes everything great. You know, she's got a good sense of humor. But I, I am going to get Viagra. I do need to do that. I decided that because it seemed like a lot of work for her, and uh, it's been so long. I assumed I'd kept it in shape by jerking off, but I, I am going to do that. I'm looking at that today. I got some stuff. There's Viagra on the internet that says it's a gen generic Viagra that's like you know, 50 cents of Viagra. Uh, that, I'm going according to the ad. It caught, it's and I feel like you need to be careful, like just take half because we don't want you having a heart attack. I'll practice it up. I a long time ago got six Viagra pills, but I never took them. I was kind of saving them for a rainy day and the rainy day never happened. I, I, I did <laughs> a rainy day, like a ejaculation rain? Well, like having a whoop, being with a woman, you know? I know. And it'd been so long. And so I was going to try it on my own but just to see kind of do a day and try it out see about what works to you know so i'm prepared in case i ever had sex but i just ended up not doing it because i thought what if i you know i get it like a boner for a long time and right. i read the stories and i i so can... tom yeah so congratulations on on welcoming that and accepting it receiving yes. and participating good for you and i have to tell you I, I'm not sure you need to jump to Viagra that quickly because it was your first time. Yeah. And I bet before whatever happened, happened, you were thinking, oh God, I've been with a woman for so long. I wonder if I can even do it anything. Right. So that those thoughts tell mm -hmm. your body, oh, don't do something right. Cause he, he's freaking us out. Right your head. So it it is like, yeah, he went from his head to his head. Right. With his thoughts. Right. Well, and also being sober, I mean, I, I, yeah. I feel like maybe the last time where you eat, you know, yeah, well, how, when's the last time you had sober sex? Oh, well, I mean, I've, I've had sober sex a bunch, but I haven't had any sex for six and a half years. Right. So yeah. uh, I think know. he got a head game in his head and got yeah. nervous, started overthinking it. Yeah. But I think you do a little more foreplay and relax a little bit, light a candle, put on a little berry white. I just been on stage at, at this casino, big, it's sold out, it was great. And then it's after, and everything about me was to come up and eat dinner and go to bed. That's just, yeah. it, and I had this crazy big sweep with a bathtub between the bed and the TV, a huge, so it's like a honeymoon thing. You know, it's up there in Niagara Falls. And so I thought it through. And uh, <clears throat> what happened is I got there on whatever, Thursday late, 
and I went to say hi to her. I, she brought a friend. Sasha went with me, and I just said, well, this, I haven't seen her since we say hi and everything, and her friend wasn't there yet, so it would be a perfect opportunity for me to go, hey, let's break the streak really quick, because you want to get kind of get that over with. But she's very, uh, you know, she's good. She's good. She's, uh, you know, I mean, she on her own bought flights and was sitting in the front row, but bought expensive. Oh, was and, she distracting you when you were performing? No, you kept looking at her? Lighting. It's a, one of those. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. And she wouldn't have. And, and she brought another really nice friend. Like the last time I met her, she had a nice friend. You can tell what people, how crazy they are by their friends. And yes. The legal office. And she would. She came up to my room and had, for a little while. She took my, I had a shirt that said, I love hot Bob. She took that and asked if she could have it. I go, sure, sure. Uh -huh. And she left her bra. <gasps> it's like a tagging, it's her huge black bra, which I roses in there. She's going through the plucker. I don't love know. it. But, uh, but she's really a nice uh, oh uh, my person. God. Did Sasha give you any good advice or bust your balls? Well, no, uh, you know, I didn't discuss the specifics with uh, Sasha. You know, Sasha yeah. assumes everybody is crazy that wants to hook up with me. That's like a, <laughs> a, a little bit younger than Sasha a little bit, I have to say. So Sasha was like, but no, she was, uh, you know, um, you know, it's, uh, it's always weird when you have somebody that, you know, is close to you that's around, that's a woman, because, you know, they judge things a little bit differently, but. You know, I don't know. So what's, what's the game plan with this this one? Well, she lives in Tampa. And I think I have another thing in Florida in uh, early January. And she knew my schedule. So you're going to be having sex again in January, early January? So, so I, I, It's a sober speech. It's one of those things at a, at a, uh, that like the, the Rich Carlson down in Sarasota, you know, where you raise money for a sober uh, thing. So, and she also hasn't drank for over five years, which is I a positive. Love it. When she tells me what she would like. Anyway, so that happened. I'm researching. Cool. Uh, 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 Monica said research Cialis. Uh, I'm researching all this stuff. I'm not going to take anything that's not, you know, real. But it sure seems cheaper on this thing where you put in nine, seven, six, whatever. And they have this business. I assume they I know. Sometimes cheaper makes me scratch my head. Well, yes. I, you know, some of my, I'm on a lot of medications because the heart. Unless it's like a knockoff purse. Yeah, but I if they're generic, they're really the same. Like if I well, get that's the true, but but we need it from an actual prescription, not just a website online. Yeah. To be safe. Safety first. Safety and health first. Okay, Tom. Mm -hmm. I know I always tell people you never group on your face. Like there's certain things you don't take deals that you don't get deals on. You know, you don't go get Botox on a group on. Right. You don't uh, you get you don't? toilet paper high quality toilet paper high quality paper towels there's two things you can't do and oh. then uh <laughs> nicorette you can't get the fake nicorette god oh bullshit there's just never been nicorette the oh the patch gum and mints is very good i've been chewing them for 12 years it's good i've never smoked but they're excellent you can't get the oh. fake i think this thing that i'm doing is what adults <laughs> do this is healthy. pressure. It's not like, oh God, we gotta get married. We gotta like it's like, oh no, uh, enjoy enjoy someone with no expectations. It's like what is so freeing is just being in the moment, not yes. thinking, what is this or what is that or what's gonna happen with us. It's like 
being all in and enjoying every freaking ounce of that person until they go. And then saying, well, if, if I had a nice time and if they had a nice time, we'll do it again. Yeah, that's the beauty of your career, Tom, too. I mean, you get to travel and do these things. And when you're with your kids, you're with your kids. And then you get to go have these fun, nice play times. Yeah. She did not oversell. You know, a lot of times people and I and and she's funny and she's whatever, but she also knows how to talk dirty. And she's like, I would I most importantly like your blank. And she really came through. She it was better than expected because you're always like. Boy, I don't want that person to have to spend that much time doing that. I don't want them to have to go through that stuff. I always try to set a good example. Wait, 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 wait. You don't want them to go through what? Well, you Let's know, as I, I can't wait to suck your dick and suck your balls. You go, okay, that sounds great. And, uh, but geez, how, what can I do for you real quick? Let me just do that. But, you know, and, and, you not know, real quick. Let her do you first because it's not going to be real quick what you do to her. Right. <laughs> Right. Well, take a while. It was better than, uh, you know. I was like, oh my gosh, this is nice. I'd like this every, all the I love time. That it was better than expected. So she's kind of like, a I whole, love it. She's like a Whole Foods on the streets and a Vons in the sheets. Oh, okay. I, you forget when you don't do something. It just gets harder and harder to get back in there to do this thing, and uh, and then you real you do it at once, and then you're like, oh, people do this. No, this is what adult people do. They do this. There's not all that bullshit that I put on everything like, okay, what will this mean? You know, I think it just opens up my mind for possibilities. Yeah. But I'll have to say <clears throat> that whole get in your head business, mm-hmm. like for women, I know that I did not have an orgasm from oral sex for a long ass time mm-hmm. until I got with a partner post marriage who really talked me through relaxing and feeling this touch and all of this got me so relaxed that I was able to be out of my mind and into my body and have an orgasm from that. That's really good. And so I really think it is this whole mind thing. Our body knows exactly what to do when we allow it to do what it's created to do. Yeah. But our mind screws up, you know, screws it up. Well, I think that this young woman did, she said, uh, I said to her, I had this fucking giant thing of skin cancer cut off and the heel, the, you know, I said, you know, I'm not going to take my uh, shirt off because I they got this <laughs> thing here and scars it. And then she told me that. Wait, was this when you were like getting hot and heavy? Yeah. I planned it out before she came out. I said, I'm going to leave the shirt on. I think that is <laughs> talk, talk to Sasha about. I go, what about these scars? What about this? I mean, it, it's a big, and it just. It's she not- knew that you would have these procedures done. So. Yeah. She said, leave your shirt on. That, well, you don't have to take your shirt off. And uh, the least amount of undressing is the best way. But but she told me that she's embarrassed because she had a C-section and she's got to get the scar fixed or whatever. And I was like, well, that's my key to take it off, right? The yes. Like, oh, that's yep. fraud. Like, I all don't, of us have and, imperfections. Yeah, and I showed her all, I have a lot of scars. And, uh, uh, you know, I was like, plus you, you want your shirt off so, so in case they want to lick your nipples. Because that's really <laughs> Tom like, loves a nipple. When they're done, when they go, I want this to be done. That's the way to do it. it was, My tongue uh, was a weird color. color. If you get bored of this, here's what to do. Good. Although she did other things that I can't remember Good. anybody else doing. Like uh the this amount is of so exciting uh, new. Yeah. 
Oh, Tom, I'm so happy so for you. Happy for you. Enjoy. You know, it's gonna take some time to get used to everybody's bodies and quirks. And yeah. you realize, like, when you do get touched and you do have sex and you do kiss, is it's scrumptious. It, it, yeah, it is. And you go like, oh my gosh, there's so much that happens with our bodies when we're touched. You yeah. know, they say when you hug for 30 seconds or more, it releases the ox it, oxytocin, the feel-good hormones. But if yeah. you do a quick hug, you don't get it. But if you hold for 30 seconds, it releases things in your body that cause, like, can cause euphoria. Mm -hmm. So it's it's the touch is so important. It's so important. I, I, I you know I, I even after the show, so people light up for uh, shirts or autographs or whatever. That's when you do a lot, lot of ball grabs. A lot. Well, a lot of people have had that happen before. <laughs> a lot of people are, you know, they want to hug. May I hug you? You know, and it's good. Buffalo, by the way, where I was, I'm trying to figure out where the nicest people in America are. There, I think they're there. Buffalo, really, really cool people, and and like you get on a plane in L.A. and you're looking around like, God damn, I'm fat, and you get on the plane to Buffalo, <laughs> look around like, fuck, I am average, maybe better. <laughs> there are some big people, but I'll tell you, man, they are so nice. And uh, we got picked up at the the airport, Sasha and I, and the the guy that drove the SUV. He starts talking from from Buffalo Airport to the Niagara Falls Casino, talks all the way, and he's talking about, oh, we got over here, and here's the warehouse district, and this is this, and, and I can't hear very well, so I'm like, I look at Sasha, you got to take over. I wrote, kill me now on her. They <laughs> talk, and then he talked, they talked, very nice, and she's like, wow, what was that about? I go, I th he's one of those old guys, you know, he's a chit-chatty, and, and so then we got up to the Falls down to here? Yeah, and a house, I, they, you got to tell housekeeping to come to your room now, because after... And this woman came, I said, I'm going to go to the gym and I'll come back. And I came back, she was still in there. And, you know, you don't want to be, uh, you want to be appropriate. So I said, I'm going to sit up against this wall and let you finish your stuff. And she started talking right there. Don't eat the steakhouse, it's too expensive. Go down to the buffet. She never stopped talking. So I think it's a Buffalo thing where they it just. could be, yeah. It's their... very nice people. You know, they're not up to, you know, shenanigans. And uh, so, yeah, that's what you got to kind of relax into that, too. Like, oh, my gosh, these are very, you know. And anytime you work in a casino, there's like 10 guys that show up at your door. So you go through the back elevator. You go. It's everything is very organized. There's not like. Very VIP, Tom. Yeah. And they take you away. So I, Even and the high life. Yeah. Just in that ego. Yeah. But it's like, it's very. Um, you know, on there's still like, well, I'll get up there when I want. Do uh, you think yeah. we should accompany cut, accompany him to a show? We totally could be the entourage. We're his dolls. Yeah. Well, Do you want us to come on stage and kind of stand behind? Yeah. Him? Like, like if you want to stand with Tom, you have to get through us. And, and Sasha opened up for me, and she goes, "You mind if I, I trash you?" I go, "No." And I, I didn't listen the first night, and I listened, and she just, it, you know, when she wanted to know what you're walking out to, but she did, it's, it, she did a, a really good job. And, and to end the year with uh, great shows, sold out shows I got was so good for my self esteem. And, Yay! Uh, Yay! You win. Yay! You got to win, win, win. All right. Yeah. So, how are we going to make 2024 amazingly? Tell us about what you do, how you're helping people. And I want to know, when did you get into 
Um, your empowerment coaching was this pre-divorce, post-divorce. What's what's been your path? Give us like some of your backstory. Did you start in Hollywood? What oh, that was the most interesting transition I've ever seen in my life. I I'm amazed. And Tom was right with it, like it was the next part of a scripted scene. Um, thank you for asking. I have been a <clears throat> kind of a wild ass. Uh when I was young, a fist fighter. I was a really tough because my mom really didn't touch me. And my dad was a good guy, but he went around a lot. And when he did come home and she told on me, which was a lot, he beat the shit out of me. So I created this not, like- Not a great guy, not a great guy. Yeah, I was gonna say, not the greatest guy. Well, he's actually a great guy, except that he was beaten and he was filled with rage. And when he got so worked up after doing surgery for 12 hours and he comes home to a wife in bed and six kids and he's, ah! I was usually the one I got it taken out on, but, but yeah, I've forgiven him for that. I understand where it came from, but generational trauma, generational trauma. Yeah. You pass the shit down unless you wake up to break it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's right. So anyway, I created this super tough, like a armor around my heart. Nothing could touch or ping it. Or, mm. I ran fast and hard, whatever. And then I got to a point where at 30, I was so exhausted from filling every hole with all anything I could find um, that I said a prayer to God that I need some help here because I want to get married. I don't even know how to be in a relationship. I don't know what to do. And then I met my my ex, my husband on an airplane. And when I looked in his eyes, I was like, oh, it's the first time I felt at home in somebody else's eyeballs. And I was like, oh my God, it's you, you're here. And then we were together- where, where, where was the plane going? What, yeah. So, so, so uh, I had flown home. It was 1996 and I'd flown home for Christmas in Kansas City with my brother, Patrick. From where? Where were you flying? From? I was in LA and I flew back to Kansas City for, for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I was at the airport terminal in Kansas City coming home to LA. And I usually had a New Year's Eve party or I always did for a long time. So anyway, I'm sitting in the airport terminal with my brother mm -hmm. and I see Dave walk in and I was like, Oh, I like his bald head and his broad shoulders. He's got cool boots and a cool leather jacket. I was like, he's yeah. cute. Mm -hmm. And, and then he went behind us. You had to get a number for that airline and he was in line. And then my brother, Patrick turns around and he goes, Oh my gosh, Lee, do you know Dave, Dave Keckner? And I was thinking we we're in Kansas, either, Kansas State University or our high school, Shawnee Mission South. So I'm like, no, I don't know him. But how funny, it's the guy I think is cute in my head. <clears throat> then Patrick says, David, what are you doing here? And he goes, I'm from Tipton, Missouri. I'm you know, from two hours from here. And he goes, why aren't you flying to New York? And then Dave said, I just got fired from the show. So he was on SNL that year and he had just gotten fired and he moved to LA, he flew home and he ended up on our flight going back. And then Patrick went, followed him through the line the whole way and talked, you know, talked to him and he came back down. He's like, do you have any celebrities coming to your New Year's Eve party? I go, I don't know. If, I don't think I do. He goes, go ask Dave. Mm -hmm. So I get my little business card and I write on the back my address, 830 Festive Attire. And I went over and I said, David, and Patrick said, I should invite you to my New Year's Eve party. And he said, and Patrick is your, I go, my brother. And he goes, oh, I'll come to your party. And so we chatted for a little bit, gave him the card. And then I could see that he has kind of a pull down when he smiles and talks. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And I thought he had had a stroke. Yeah, belly palsy or something. <laughs> yes, I thought he had had a stroke. So yeah. I wanted to put him at ease, not to be yeah. self-conscious around me. So I said, well, David, I can see that you've had a stroke, but you shouldn't be embarrassed by that. I think it's kind of sexy. Mm. And he said, well, thank you, but... One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I haven't had a stroke. And I go, "Nice to meet you." And I walked away. And See, like, kind of insulted him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Or maybe <laughs> having one right then, and you you just saved his life. He <laughs> was kind of he was giggling a little bit. He's like, "Well, thank you so much for that, but I have not had a stroke. I never had one." <laughs> and so, anyway, my brother ended up saving him a seat on the airplane because we got on first, and then Dave sat down on the aisle, my brother in the middle, and and me, and then Dave and I were talking over my brother and he said can I please sit next to your sister I'd like to be closer to your sister and my brother Patrick goes oh and the beer cart came because I drank a lot and so I told God like when I do meet when I prayed to God I said when I do meet him send me a flag that says this is him so I don't get drunk and ruin it that was in my prayer so then <clears throat> the beer cart came and I didn't get anything and it went and then we're talking and my brother goes Lee, he goes, David, or oh, he said something like, David, are you attracted to my sister? And he goes, Lee, I've never seen you act like this. He goes, buddy, you're going to be around for a long time. And I was like, oh, it is him. Your brother wanted to get rid of you, man. Wow, so he did. <laughs> <laughs> Take my sister. And that was it. So we offered him like an instant connection. It was instant. What was your life like in LA at that time? Yeah. In LA what right were you doing for a living? Well, I had done about 50 things. I had worked at a travel agency. I had waitress when I came. At that time, I was working in an office in post-production and I was suffocating because I didn't give a shit. You know, I had to pay my apartment and my car and everything. And I was like, I hate this going into the office every day. And I would walk in, they go, good morning. I'd be like, is it? <laughs> you guys were in this box for the next nine hours and we're going to do it tomorrow is it a good day is anybody else suffocating i mean that's how i felt in there and i remember my boss would go good morning lee and i'd be like steve get me coffee splash <laughs> cream and i'd go sit down he's like i'm your boss and just all of it was a joke i just couldn't mm -hmm. i'd crawl under my desk and then pull my chair in and tell him you know like if i'd gone out late I would go under my desk, pull in my chair and say, pretend I'm making copies across the street. And the boss would come in and go, where's Lee? And I could hear him. 
but it was just like, I had to find the fun in the monotony. So anyway, that's what I was doing when I met Dave. I was working in post-production. Like you were in a position where you're ready for your life to change for the better. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and the, what, one of the attorneys told us, don't get married. There's no reason to get married unless it, it significantly benefits your life. You have to go, what is wrong with my life now that this will make better? You know, that's a good way to think about it. Actually, when you look outside of yourself for something to make it better, it's always going to disappoint. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's that whole thing I was talking about last time where when you're happy here, you attract happy people. When you're lacking here, you attract people right. who are lacking in a different way and you complement each other in the dysfunction of it all. Mm -hmm. So back then I had super low self-esteem. Mm -hmm. Dave had a, cause I was running fast, partying hard, thought I didn't matter for my childhood story. And then Dave was up a little bit, you know? And I said, when I prayed, I was like, God, I want someone who's funny, smarter than me, um, tall. I don't know why I like tall. So I said my few things, I mean, my five things, and Dave was all of those things, right? And literally, I describe it, I once we got into our relationship, I didn't know really what to do. So of course, I started getting drunk and picking fights. And then he was like, what are you doing? I go, I don't know. I, I describe it like he held my ankle while I flopped around for six months. And then when I was so tired, he picked me up. Mm. And that love, that unconditional love set me on my path to healing and dismantling the armor I created around my heart and exploring, holy shit, I didn't know that I was into color and makeup because I've been such a tough ass all the time. I wore a tutu for two years because I went to some fairy princess treasure hunt and everyone had to wear a tutu. And I put mine on and I started with my daughter, who's three. I started crying because I'd never had one on. And I was like, this is what I miss being so tough. So mm. it's just like this exploration of myself. I'm also super wild and impulsive. So I do things. And then my true self kind of looks and goes, huh, how did that feel? How did that work for you? Why did you do that? And I work with myself. And then from what I learn on me is how I help other people. Did he literally pick you up and shake you around? That might be fun too. Where you pick you up upside down. You're saying he, that's what he did metaphorically, but. He, no, uh, he held me down while I flopped. Yeah. But I do like shaking around and stuff. David's a very um, Catholic kind of conservative fellow. So if I would say, let's go to, let's go in the bathroom and have sex on the airplane. He's like, what is wrong with you? I was like, nothing. Mm -hmm. Let's get in there. Put a blanket over your lap for half sake. I did there no bad. He's a big dude. He's tight. I mean, I can't even fit in a bathroom barely. Here, but I'm, I'm open to exploring everything. But what happened yeah. in my marriage is, and I have a very big sex, uh, a very healthy sexual appetite. I, I love it. You know, I can't, I so enjoy it when I'm in it. So I was just like, let's do this and this and this. And I even bought a sex book where you have to rip out a page, the guy, mm -hmm. and then I would have to do whatever it was and same for him. But he, um, you know, some people really aren't evolved sexually or way open. And so I settled into what the routine was, which, uh, which was not, you know, uh, really exciting. And then the freedom after divorce is going, oh, wait a second. This is what I like. Now I can let whoever I'm with know, and I can get that. Mm -hmm. Like now I get to create what I want. Right. 
uh, as opposed to settling in for shit. You reminded me of something uh, very exciting in my life. After my first divorce, there was a period of time where I didn't get married, very brief. And my assistant, who was very, very cute, and she really liked me. She really genuinely, she's a person that came at, at, at one point and said, you don't deserve after Rosanna just trashed my office and threw all my shit out the window, broke everything and threw it out the window a lot. She goes, you don't deserve to be treated like this. I was like, hey, uh, that makes me uncomfortable that you would say that. That seems like, but it really stuck with me. We were on a plane and uh, she uh, reached over. You know, hey, you have the blankets on you? And uh, I, I've never done it in the bathroom, but she reached over and was getting frisky. And I'm like, okay, let's do this thing. So The assistant? People walk, yeah, yeah. I she I could have seen myself being with her. She was very nice. Oh, and uh, I thought, well, that's a very sexy thing, unexpected. I, that seems like, you know, that's just like you don't deserve this, but you deserve this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but 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 Lee, you told me the tutu story. Now you said your three year old. Did you have kids before Dave? I'm trying to get no. A, all of them were with all of the kids were created with Dave. Got it. So this tutu face was all after- five times that you had sex. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> we had sex once, uh-huh. and I got pregnant, and then we did in vitro for the other ones. Wow. Oh, really? But we only had sex once. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> in twenty-two wow. years, the, the girl that you were back in the day, um, uh, and then you discovered your sexual thing and your your dream man, and and then we get to where we are now, where you're really being, do you have, are you well-groomed? I know you, you take, do, do you, do you groom it up? Do you think, keep, obviously. Oh, it up like he's going to ask a profound question. I thought he was going to ask you a question about what, how do you work like, with so How do you keep your vagina? Do yeah, we yeah. have a landing strip? Are we pulling a A while back, I got your that. Asshole? Oh my God. All right. Stop enough. I need to talk. I need information about Lee. Yeah, okay. Lee. Yeah, so yeah. tell us about when you started getting into empowerment coaching yes. and where that led you. You know, I'm trying to think what the kickstart was. Um, I, I remember you all of a sudden going, Hey, I'm doing this thing and I want to, and you know, you went around and did all this research with other people and doing things and, and I was like, yeah, she is embracing this. She's got a, I, I did have your own thing going there. Very interesting. Your, I, I realized, I realized that I had a gift of going heavy into shit. I mean, really getting heartache or, or, you know, knee scrape, bloody knees, whatever. And then sitting down for a second and looking at my bloody knees going, oh, why did I just do that to myself? and explored all right with like a childlike curiosity to understand where it came from on myself so i've been 20 years exploring myself what what thoughts and behaviors do i do when i get chubby what thoughts and behaviors do i do when i get drunk and sabotage something what's going on this where you know it's like this exploration of myself to liberate myself and and when i know how to do that now i know it's my must or it's my, I have to share it with others. When I've got something good, you know, it's like when people share a good recipe or something healthy, right. it's like I have so much fucking wisdom from my, when this is quiet, this crazy, this is like, 
This is the mind of limited human experience. This is the mind of endless possibilities, the universe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this shut the fuck up. I come here, but yeah. I, I can teach people how to be free. And that's why right, right now I'm writing the book. It's called ownership. Mm -hmm. And it's really ownership, ownership. Oh, like shit. Uh, oh, that's funny. yeah. It's like own your shit, but it's called ownership. Oh, I like and that. It's literally teaching people one person at a time by yourself how to get from blame to bliss, from uh, victim to warrior, you know, from fear to love or fear to freedom. It's all about freedom. The only prison that is holding us in our lives is the prison of our mind. But the thoughts you, we hold. You also help people uh, shit, like who well, can think every day. I'll have to tell you if you're holding shit, yeah. you're holding shit. Yeah, it's that's part true. of ownership. Yeah, mm -hmm. whatever we don't let go, we're doing this because something's going on that's showing us. I'm gonna cramp up because we need our body does stuff like constipation. Our body yeah. does knee problems. Your back goes out. Eventually, if you don't listen to these little whispers and knocks and address them, like literally my knee is starting to hurt when I exercise and I'm like, what do you need from me? What mm -hmm. do I need to do to ensure that you're healthy? Like you're talking to me right now. Let me hear you. Right. You know, it's that exploration instead of just pushing through until it blows out, get knee surgery laid up, you know, four months. So it's like our body's constantly saying, slow down, mm -hmm. drink more water. And so are you good at connecting with someone and help them, helping them figure out like, what is it? What is the block? What is 100%. And what's cool about the work I do is I get um, kind of downloads or information about people. Sometimes mm -hmm. when they say things are great, I can say what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then we get right to it. I don't do a lot of bullshit fluff. Yeah. We don't I feel to... like you have a way about you where like, I already feel like I've known you for years You're and precious. I feel like you already put people at ease where they could talk about things, even if they were uncomfortable normally very with somebody direct. else. You're very direct too. It's startling. But with a loving, yeah, always from a loving connection. So people will tell me pretty quickly what the heavy shit is or what they've gone through or whatever, because I think that's the thing we have in common, right? everyone's suffering everyone's hurting everyone's going through something shitty that's the great connector most of us hide it and things are great now bullshit so i think when we share our shit not only are we getting it out of our body but we're allowing other people to see we don't have to hold this we can speak about everything openly you know i used to do have you guys ever monica ever done a hydrocolonic oh and i used to do them monthly what happens is they and every time they're like, we're trying to fill you up with water, and they you see how much, and you're always like, I'm gonna break my record. I'm gonna have a gallon plus in me, and then through a clear tube, all of a sudden she releases it, and she she's very given the 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 stuff that flows out of you. She's like, oh, this is amazing. Oh, that's a good one. And then, <laughs> like, uh, uh, you know, which is kind of kind of weird. And uh, but then she's you raising the poop. Yeah. And then you start thinking, and then she go, oh, you didn't chew your uh, uh, peanut M&Ms, did you? And they come out in full. And, uh, uh, but I thought, I I got to not get used to this, you know, because you get used to stuff. This is the only way I could really poop. I, I, I might be addicted to this thing and you got to be careful. But I, I did do it for 
I loved hydrotherapy because colon colon hydrotherapy because I felt like it also like you said Tom it does make you more aware of your eating habits what you're putting in your body food combining all of that but also it's so interesting because the woman that I used to go to you know you just start talking to her you know you're in a weird compromising position and and the more I would talk about things that were going on almost like a therapy session the more I would be releasing and it felt so good. And because, yeah, I think for me personally, I am someone that can hold on to things because I'm just trying to keep the ship, ahead, you know, steering in the right direction. And then you have to, that gut health is really important. I think the key to remember is for all of us and for anyone who's watching or listening, <clears throat> the key to remember is whatever is happening always is here to teach you a lesson anything that's negative or we're holding on to it causes our body our cells to be at dis-e- in dis-ease right they're bouncing around a little more than normal and the more dis-ease you put into your body they find each other they start and they create cancer they create a you know blood clot they create a blown out back they create you know whatever it is and it's literally going i don't want i want my body to be at ease yeah. what thoughts yeah. am i holding that's creating chaos or that's why that, you want to be able to get a boner. If your body's at ease, I, it, it's helpful, I think. If your body's at ease, you can accept the love and the attention your penis is getting to have an organic ejaculation, as opposed to thinking I have to pop a pill because I'm freaked out. You're just freaked out. I yeah. something hit me last night. My daughter turns eight yesterday. It was a big milestone. And I turned 65 in March. I can't wait. And March what? Pardon me? March what? Six. I'm March 14. Should we have a joint birthday party? Let's do it. A I joint think- birthday slash divorce party. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I started thinking last night after the kids are asleep, I'm sitting there like, okay, that's 65. 75, I, th- I think they'll be out of school. And originally I was like, how do you live to 75? Uh, I get that. And then I'll have to work at least that long. And then I thought 80 okay, that's getting up that. And I thought, do I want once my kids are gone, this is maybe people think like this, then who will be, <laughs> who will find my body? Who will I be with? How do you get in a relationship at that point? Uh, you know, cause you need a, a, it's helpful to have a partner to help each other kind of move around and get up. And, and uh, so that, I try not to have fear of the future. First of all, you got to live that long, which is. Wait, wait, no, can I ask a quick question I didn't hear? Did you say you'll be how old when they graduate high school? 75. Well, uh, I got a turn eight yesterday, so I'll be 75 when she graduates from high school. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, which. That's a trip, right? What can you do? No, I, yeah. And uh, I am surprised. And I, I, I said to myself, I better look back and go, remember when you were 64, you were so young. And then, <laughs> uh I, I am shocked that I'm 64. Like, it doesn't make any sense. But, you know, that's my goal is to just keep, you know, keep uh, lucid and going. And, and I'll tell you what, I think younger kids keep you more with it. You don't get to sit back and go into retire zone. It's like, well, I'm a 12-year-old. You know, 
gives him something positive to live for. You know, it doesn't have to be a a woman or a partner. You're living, you know, for your kids. And I feel like for Tom, every year he's getting, he's expanding, he's getting healthier. He's experiencing new things. Like even I feel like us doing this podcast every week, you're meeting different people and um, just kind of growing from everyone's experiences. For sure. Sure, at, at uh, Lee. He is really blossoming, like he said he's about me blossoming. last time. He really is opening and blossoming, and he's becoming the best, more Tom. The best to version of Tom. Best yeah. version of Tom. So, Lee, when you work with people, is it mostly just sort of um, like in person or Zoom, or do you do like energy work on them or rituals? If it's or- in person, I'm a Reiki master, so I will do 30 minutes of Reiki and then an hour session, like an hour I and a half. I love Reiki. Isn't it so good? You got to do Reiki on Tom. Tom. <laughs> he needs it. He wants to do it. He's just afraid to give himself the gift. Uh, that sounds good. We'll do it. It sounds <laughs> intimate for me and you to do it. Is it so it's- full of shit. Sounds good. We'll do it. Yeah. Well, I know, but it's like people who say that they can't meditate. You know, it's like, what's that bullshit story you're holding? Yeah. That's bullshit. Because all meditation is like literally just closing your eyes and feeling the cool air go in your nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And feeling when you exhale out your nose, how your body automatically warms it up. That's meditating is focusing on your breath. That's it. Yeah. And when you're focusing, up, like say you're going to do two minutes, you set a timer or listen to insight timer. Well, there's also guided meditations, which I sometimes enjoy. If I things, always do. If things are chaotic around me, I love focusing on a mantra because then that kind of makes everything else fall away. And you're just, you know. Anything you can do to stop the crazy spinning of our crazy ass bullshit minds mm-hmm. that are filled with junk that spin 80,000 thoughts a day, most of them negative, the same damn ones we spun yesterday. Yeah. It's like we're living in this weird rat race in our brain, this prison, hell. You, like- you produced, uh, was it a documentary called The Mindfulness? Yeah, it was the Mindfulness M- Movement film. And um, Deepak Chopra, I and a guy named Rob Beamer and Jewel were the co-executive producers. And... Um, well, the guy that the guy I had just got my master's in spiritual psychology and I was at my kid's playground and a guy tapped me on my shoulder, a dad that I hadn't met before. And he's like, hey, I'm making this documentary in mindfulness. I go, oh, wow. Um, what's so funny is it, I heard you just got your degree in spiritual psychology. I was like, yes, I did. I'm, I'm, I love spirituality. My favorite part of life is the unseen side of life, the, you know, gravity and air and love and all of the things that are magical exist outside here that's my favorite part and knowing that we're all connected and all that um so anyway he taps me says that you know we're doing this documentary i want to talk to you about it and i was like okay i said i'd love to have coffee with you so then i had to run home and google mindfulness what the fuck that meant because we hadn't used that term right you know we use quieting the mind or meditation whatever i didn't know what mindfulness meant so i googled it which made me laugh and then i did tom i used to do those eight I did a 33 day program. I do Facebook lives every day. And, and one of mine was mindful moments. So each day I would practice it and then share about how it went. And like one was my kids always talk to my back in the car or my shoulder when I was at my computer. 
And I remember going, oh, I'm going to practice mindfulness right now. My little son, Sergeant, he's now 17. I think he was four. And he had a little lift, a little gruffy lift like this. He's like, mommy. And I was like, oh, this is a perfect time. I shut my computer. I got out of my seat. I got down his eye level. And I just looked right out. And I go, what is it, Sergeant? And he goes, um, I forgot. Because he was so overwhelmed to have all of me. And I realized, holy hell, I had not been looking and connecting on their level with that pure focus, being mindful of only him, not my fucking computer, not what I have to do, giving that moment. So often everything we say is on the go, right? So anyway, it was so overwhelming, his reaction that it reminded me, look in their freaking eyes. It's like when I cheer someone, everyone's just going like this, cheer, cheers. And I'm like, look in my eyes. If I'm cheering, I'm sharing a moment with you. And you start learning those little pauses and those little are freaking gifts. People really feel seen. I also force people to look me in the eyes when we cheer, but it's so that we don't have seven years of bad sex. So it's like in the eye, in the eye, in the eye. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, when I do that with people, which I do all the time now, because I'm like, Every for me, every moment is sacred. Every interaction with another human being, there's something for us each to receive or get or learn or piss each other off or whatever it is. So I'll I look at everyone in the eye when they talk to me and I listen. And people get so I don't know if it's entranced or how to describe it, but it's not something that happens very often. So it's so meaningful to them. And I'll be in conversation with a man really listening. And then kind of repeating back what I heard to make sure. And he feels so heard and I'm very connected that they mistake it for, I have feelings for you. But I'm like, no, I mean, I maybe you do whatever, but no, it's more the way you're feeling when you're with me right now feels so fucking good. And you don't know how to put your finger on it because no one's really looking at each other and listening with the ears of their heart and eye contact. I it's agree. Not, I agree. I do so. And it really touches you. Rare. Yeah. It's rare that we are in the moment and actually giving each other a back and forth anymore these days. Okay. Well, how can people find you, Lee? Oh my gosh. So um, my Instagram is my full name. So it's at Lee Keckner, L-E-I-G-H. Keckner's hard to spell. So we'll get that. Yeah. Oh, you can find it on this link, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, people reach out to me for a little complimentary call. If you want guidance or in a funk or whatever, I'm, I'm happy to be of service. I actually coach on everything. So I've got a big wide plethora of divorce is yeah. one of them and something that's very fresh and that I only teach from the heartache that I know people are going through. So it, it's an asset to work with women for mm-hmm. me and for them to heal and, and show them the way out of hell, even yeah. while they're in it. I love it. I I love you too. I love Lee walking people out of hell. Okay. So listen, we're going to have a joint birthday slash divorce party party for both of you. Oh my God. I can't wait. Thank you, Lee. I love you guys. Happy holidays.
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.